Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Konnichiwa! Minasan konnichiwa! All right, welcome to another episode of the Christmas cakey version of Talk to Cakey. Christmas cakey? What the fuck? Oh, well, because we have uh, my villain academia, and the villain is Christmas cake, so so talk the Christmas cakey. Okay, then. Christmas cakey. Well, well, because, you know, Christmas cake is when a woman's undesirable over 25, and when they're not married, they're considered oh. unwanted, so. Oh, my God. You didn't know that? Um, I've heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. Oh, I oh, know that. That's legit. Turning away. Let me turn back to my mic. Yes, <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm used to being unwanted, so whatever. Uh, you're well, you're not female, so you can't be a Christmas cake. But uh, I mean, anyway, welcome to a Christmas cakey version of Talk to Cakey. I could provide the frosting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Let me get so damn it. Hi, Matt. Enjoy to be. This is my co-high, Ethan. What's up? Oh man, um, we're a little bit delayed because uh, I am working out now. I do boxing classes, and um, this weekend, uh, as you guys know, Matt and I are big wrestling heads, and I still watch mainstream shit. So this weekend yeah. for me was dedicated to watching SummerSlam and uh, Takeover, Takeover Rampage. and Rampage, and so um, I'm not too far behind. We're a little bit delayed because we normally would start. About an hour uh, previous, but I had to catch up on a couple things. So we're not going to talk about uh, Uramichi, unfortunately. Um, we won't talk about uh, Boruto. Um, like you know, I know many people don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, for, for, for the old, for the one person who's dev- devastated, motherfucker. And <laughs> we'll talk about uh, To Your Eternity, which today, as we record, is the penultimate episode. Um, we will uh, get back and we will talk about those uh, next week. Um, yeah, one we'll, one thing we'll, I did we'll, want to we'll, mention: we'll give Eternity a proper farewell next week for the last episode. I'm curious because um. I, can you look this up real quick? Because on my on uh, on analyst.co, um, it shows that the, the 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 episode dropped today, and it did. But there's no like info on when the episode is gonna the finale is gonna drop. In theory, it should drop next week, but there's nothing that says that. And I was trying to find out when I saw it earlier today. When I saw that, if there was gonna be some sort of delay or anything like that, because obviously we still have another at minimum four weeks of the season to go. So I'm very curious on that. Uh, no, I'm looking now, it still says August 30th, but I could be wrong. It could change, but as of right now, it looks like it's still, still the same. Hi. Well, well, if we, well, if we don't talk about it next week, you'll know why. (laughs) Indeed. But, uh, despite Urumichi, I was trying to say right away, it's great. Um, a lot of genuine from Urumichi. He has a heart. Does he? Wow. That's all I'm going to say. And there's an after credit for you, so don't skip it. (laughs) Okie dokie. All right, but uh, we're going to get to that. Um, we really don't have too much to talk about in, in terms of news. We didn't get any questions, so we're just... It'll be a nice, short, easy episode. Uh, we're just talking about the we seasonal hope. continuations. Ah, we'll, 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 we'll go a little bit in-depth with some of this stuff just to make up for it. I'm sure they love our in-depth. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, we all know fucking somebody who doesn't like them. Hint, hint. Marte. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we got a couple of continuations. Um, 
I, I've seen Eternity. He hasn't, but um, I, I will say that it's great. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to the finale. Yeah. Uh, nice. A nice ending to that arc. Yeah. Ended the way he needed to. Yeah. I won't go too spoilery for his yeah. sake. All right. So let's get to. Well, I want to, just yes or no question. Does Fushi get some ass? No. I know. Then that that that's that's pointless, right? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fushi's got to lose his virginity eventually, right? Yeah, but not to high outsides. You think Fushi like jerks off and jizzes? Like, he's, you know, he's a team boy. At this he point. doesn't know. He, he doesn't know what that. He probably doesn't even know what that means. So no. Oh, probably Hayase would have would have taught him if he wasn't such a bitch about it. <laughs> Maybe Tonario teach him. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, how it ended? No. Oh man! All right. All right, uh, but we are going to get to Revengers first. <laughs> uh, I, just, or, I did watch it. We did. Oh, yeah, he, he watched it at the time. And uh, Mikey, poor Mikey. Mikey he, went, I thought he was going to go Super Saiyan, bro, and he passed he, the fuck out. Yeah, well, he got hit with a lead pipe multiple yeah. times. Again, he should have been dead. He literally oh, yeah. should have been fucking dead. Oh, yeah, he's got a major concussion. He's bloody fucking Lost oh, yeah, a, lot, brain, a, lot. a lot, a lot of brain damage. Yeah, some brain swelling probably. Yep. Uh, but let's talk about Baji. <laughs> well, before that, let's talk about Takamichi having some oh. balls, bro. Takamichi has the biggest balls of the season thus far. On him, yeah, for for yeah. a guy who just gets his ass kicked, like he's just running in, and they're all like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And uh, they just ignore him. Uh, one, I think one pushed him down, like stepped on him. <laughs> Yeah, one, guy, one, all guy all pushed, one guy got pushed, one guy got choked out. One guy, when he was down on his knees, got he kicked him in the fucking side of the head. That should have knocked him unconscious. Baji yeah, when hitting him in the back of the neck should have knocked him unconscious. But, you know, and of course it was very nice. I did like that where he called back and he knew, like, the future and he saw a dying Hina and he, like, said, nope, I'm not going to get knocked out. And he fucking gripped hard. He had Baji Kun in a fucking waist lock and he gripped, like... Oh, hold like, on, hold on. Before that, though, let's talk about Kisaki. <laughs> Fuck him. Fucking like he just comes in the very last minute before Mikey gets attacked, and he's like, "Oh, like we we got it from here." Like this was his plan the whole time. As much as I hate, like he's very uh, trustworthy. He's a smart guy. As much as I hate Kasaki too, he's like the best looking character out of them all. Like that earring is sick. Those glasses are sick. The hairstyle, it's all sick. He's tan as fuck. Nicest tan. Like he's like the nicest, like flyest looking character out of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like again, this was his plan to get the brownie points from Draken and everyone else. Oh yeah, he's the real hero here of Toman. I protected I, Mikey. I wish Mikey could tell people like, yo, I know what the fuck is gonna happen. Like y'all, you're gonna be on fucking death row. This nigga's dead. This nigga's dead. This nigga's gonna take over. I don't think Takemichi could do that. I think he's gonna risk fucking it up. Yeah, like I would imagine, like some like thing happens where he's like, doom, doom, like, uh, and he returns back immediately. No, like that's it. He can't go back. Yeah, or it's just gonna change completely. It's gonna be a lot worse. I mean, shit. The way some of the things go down, I mean, how much worse can it get? Right. Uh, but anyway, Kisaki does this to uh, get his little plan next, and then Baji Baji Kun comes out of nowhere, hits him with the pipe, square yeah. in the face from behind, he knocks his glasses, broke his glasses, he- bloodied his head. Yup, it was a nice savage ass hit, but Kasaki, you know, because yeah. like every. Like Everybody here can get punched in the face and fucking not absorb any type of concussion or brain damage because, you know, takes getting, like, fucking run over or shot in order to actually do something to somebody. Yeah. 
And then uh, Chifu uh, tries to stop it, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, oh, "No, I'm." He was he was he was my main target the whole time, basically, type of thing. Yeah. And then Takemichi's like, "Wait, where's Kazutora?" And then out of nowhere, nothing, perso- nothing personnel, kid. Shakeboarded <laughs> behind him. He <laughs> got rid of Baji. He stabs Baji, but it wasn't fatal yet. But he's still like yeah. he's alive. And then boom, Kazutora. Now he blames Baji. <laughs> No, that guy's a fucking psychopath, bro. Like, dude, it's your fault the whole time. It wasn't Mikey. It wasn't Bachi. It was your plan. Bro, that guy's the type of guy to, like, get with a girl, beat the shit out of the girl, and say it's the girl's fault that she got beat. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's uh, like, oh, yeah, I got, she, he got this girl pregnant. It was the other person's fault. Yeah. It was Tracking's fault. <laughs> yeah, for real. You fucking got her and some bitch pregnant. <laughs> but you did it. No, it was totally Dragon. It was your chimpo. What do you mean? Like, literally, it's literally your DNA. Nope. He stole it. You're a sacky boy. Turkey baster. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, I know. Uh, anyway. A turkey baster with somebody else's cum into my bitch. Like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, people are crazy. Uh, anyway, Takibichi <laughs> tries to talk to Baji. It ain't working. Baji's like, I got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. And he <laughs> fucked up 49 motherfuckers. By himself. By himself with a lead pipe. Yeah. And then once he gets to uh, Kisaki, he just collapses. Because like the, the stab wound was like, it's actually affected him now. Yeah. And he just collapses on his knees on the floor. I think he's going to die this time. He, well, you know, they have a pension for fucking save and stab people. So I, I, but I don't, I think it'd be too cliche if they did it twice in a row. You know what I'm waiting for, honestly? I feel like though somebody's gonna get somebody will die for sure in this arc, in this portion of the story. Someone is gonna die. I don't think it's anybody we think. I think it'll be someone else that's important. Chief somebody, yeah, somebody else that's like important. And that or somebody that is somewhat important that Mikey didn't I'm sorry, not that uh Takamichi didn't know was gonna die. Like maybe Chief Hu, like you said. Or uh, the Kawada brothers. Yeah, somebody, you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe Payon, um, Mitsuya, yeah, or Mitsuya, or somebody. You know, what I mean, so, somebody somewhat important but unexpected is instead of Baji will die. I don't know, maybe that's you just... know, if Baji gets hit, him, uh, he could have killed Kisaki. He could have, dude. He, like, he he was ready to go. I mean, just let him be. He shouldn't have paused it, bro. He should just shank and then fucking die. And life would have been good. He could have shanked him. I would just kept him beating him repeatedly with the pipe. Like this, he got him down. Okay, keep wailing on the head. He would have been dead yeah. this whole like, thing. Bro, over. Yeah, like, dude, you already made the commitment. You already smacked 49 motherfuckers in the head with the pipe. Like, you got the guy that you wanted to fucking smack with the pipe directly in front of you. Try it, motherfucker. Like, all right, whack. No, like, I mean, before he got stabbed, like, when he first hit him. Yeah. I would just I would just feel this to drop right there because everyone was unprepared. Mikey was unconscious. Uh, Casator is out of the way. The guy, the his, uh, fucking guys, the homies were not. <laughs> yeah, bro. He would just I would just done it right there. Go that and then run away like bye. <laughs> but you know anime, bro. If they, we all know fucking if something didn't happen, then, then the story it, would happen. I know it's a show. <laughs> I know, bro. If Reen didn't die, fucking we wouldn't have had the fourth ninja war. You know, shit like that. The great coochie wars. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know about the coochie wars, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that, that seems like a no. <laughs> uh-huh. Look, look. There I was. Back to back with Jesus. Bible on my right hand, machine gun on the left. 
Ready to blast these unholy thoughts of our divine sauce. One one May later, I was out of both. I said, Jesus, I need a melee weapon. Never in my life has seen a Mexican throw a sandal so fucking far in my life. I'm done. I killed 657 prostitutes that day. With a went fucking down. chancleta. Yeah, it, went, it, went, it went down as the great coochie. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, bro, the chancleta is nothing to fuck with. Nah, nah, nah. We yeah. digress. We digress, dude. Again, the holy sandal Mexican Jesus. That's all you need to know. There's um, much power in that sandal. I, I can hear the sound of ash cheese clapping every time I close my fucking eyes. My power pole, ex- my power pole exited her mouth. It'll never be the same again. Yamete. Yamete kurasai. Yamete hiyuge. Yamete koshijinsama. Hanase. Oh my god! Anyway, we're digressing for sure. This is where we're uh, making up time because we're fucking, fucking shit. All right, let's keep on going. Anyway, uh, definitely, definitely a good episode. of Tokyo Avengers here. Mm-hmm. We'll get to see uh, how it all ends with uh, Baji next episode, mm-hmm. and we'll see what he his his true intentions. I still think it's again to get to Kisaki to get to get him out in the open to kill him. Mm-hmm. But again, a very. Great way to end it for that episode. I hope Takamichi, like, I feel like Takamichi may die too. I hope he loses his virginity before he dies. You think he'll die at the very end? It wouldn't shock me. Like, it wouldn't shock me because it's like, I feel like fate. You know what I mean? Like, someone has to die. I feel like it'll be the the brother. Maybe. I can see that. Yeah, I definitely see. What's his name? Yeah, Naoto. I see Naoto dying. Can you imagine if not that way he and that way he can't go back to back then? I feel like Naoto may be part of it in some capacity too. Like from the get-go as like a child. Kind of has to at this point, right? Yeah, like maybe as a kid, dude. Like later on, like he joins the evil gang or whatever, or Kasaki, like like I don't know, fucking like manipulates him when he's like a a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. There's so many possibilities, and that's what makes the anime so great is that we can come up with these fucking random ideas, and they may be applicable, they may not be, but you know, it, it adds layers, and it's it's really fucking cool. Uh, all right, uh, before we uh, we're gonna first we're gonna close off of our continuation with My Hero Academia. This was the big episode. My villain Academia. Yep, this is the theme of our episode with the Christmas cakey, and now it's uh, the real My Villain Academia, and. Uh, we are in for a tree, folks. Yeah, man. First off, I just want to say that it's pretty sick that fucking Shigaraki's wearing his fucking family's hands. Right. On. That was that, that was sick. And he threw up, obviously, when he found out, like, oh, this is your mom. This is your dad. This is your brother. This is your sister. This is your best friend. You killed your dog. <laughs> and then fucking all for one. And the doctor just like, hee, 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 hee. I, I, I cannot help but feel sorry for him a little bit. I mean, he's a got, little, not fully, but I mean, he's got a fucked up quirk. You know what I mean? You know, in a way, he's kind of got the quirk like the like the Duke of Death. Yeah, Bochan. Yeah, he's kind of got it like Bochan, where fucking everything. Well, he's he just, he's just more. I think it's just anything, <laughs> anything yeah. he touches, but he well, can control it. In a way, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but oh. Jesus. Yeah, uh, man, it's pretty sick. It's regardless, it's a pretty sick episode. We get more backstory um, with, uh, like, like you mentioned, like his childhood and how fucked up it is, and how all for one manipulated him. Um, we see uh, 
what's it called? The all for one's doctor, the one who's performing the surgeries. Well, okay. first was that surgery that we saw, and this is what opens up the story the story as well. Um, we see that in more gory details, um, the the power that he has, and we see a little bit of it when he's facing uh, um, uh who will learn is a uh, gigantomachia, which is um all for one's bodyguard. Right. And basically, he has to subdue him in order to gain more power. But you see a little bit of power. You notice how he like basically turns into mud and then comes back. Yeah, but um, my curious thought was was that operation? I'd imagine that was before Gigant Machia, right? I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because they basically did a they did a flashback and then they they do a flash forward. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, regardless, uh, though, it's a very great informational episode. Basically, they have to fight Gigant Machia, uh, all for one's bodyguard. He's a, a literal beast, fucking humongous. He lives in the forest. He was hidden yeah. um, before all for one uh, was in custody, just in case. And he was told to wait for, for uh, Shigaraki. But uh, Gigant Machia basically sees uh, Shigaraki and he's like, yo, you're a bitch, dude. Like, I'm not going to follow you. And he wants to kill him. And so fucking they go on. So it's like, this is this is his test. <laughs> yeah. So basically they all go on these crazy battles. And Giga Machia, man, you talk about stamina. <laughs> man, I you know, right? 48 <laughs> hours and 44 minutes. And then he passes out for three straight hours and then wakes up. And he's like, all right, let's go again for another 48 hours. So basically Shigaraki, and he also has a homing device for Shigaraki where he goes after Shigaraki. So basically, the rest of the League of Villains, they take shifts uh, with Shigaraki to try and subdue him. Because, again, as we mentioned, in order for him to obtain more power, he has to basically make Gigat Machia submit to him. Make him, like, you know, the, your bodyguard now. So um, they, they get their ass kicked. But, you know, Tomiya, uh, Tomiya fucking uh, Shigaraki, um, he uh, is doing well at evading. And he feels he's getting more skilled because of this fight. But it's a slow fight. And then we learn... That fucking, uh, we see the head of the Liberation Army, and he has one of the heroes in custody, and he's chopping off his fingers for torture. Uh, Giren, right? I believe it was. Right. Garen, and so they have him in custody. He hasn't said a single word about anybody. Hasn't revealed anything. Like real, he's a real one, and he's losing his fingers because of it. And basically, he pulled. They say he's got one hundred and sixteen thousand five hundred and sixteen soldiers, um, hidden soldiers across Japan, and uh, as part of the Liberation Army, and that they're gonna, you know, basically take them down. Um, and if they don't take them down, then they're gonna basically snitch on them to the heroes. So the heroes take them down. So you have a choice: you can come and lose to us, or you can lose to the heroes. Your choice you have an hour and so um basically uh uh shigaraki uh comes up with the uh idea to basically all right oh and by the way i forgot to mention that throughout this process when they meet the doctor and when they go different places they're using all for one's transmission quirk which is like the giant like fucking tar black tar yeah uh, that envelops them so they're using that to transport themselves in different locations and such so um he basically is going to use that to go to the city of aichi where the, the with liberation army is headquartered and that's gonna basically cause gigant Machia to follow him to there and we'll see the next episode what the fuck is going to happen so yeah uh we got plenty more to come we got at least four more episodes of uh, for my villain academia uh, we cannot wait. <laughs> like again, this has a lot of promise. <laughs> yeah, this is basically the one of the the most anticipated arcs of the entire uh, of the at- entire series, I guess. Both in the one of them and the and in the uh, the anime. So, um, very curious to see how this is going to go. For all this shit talk that people said about how boring the season is, you know, it's going to end on a bang. So, 
Can't wait yeah. to see how that turns yeah. out. It's like it'll be the norm where the, it starts really, really, really slow, and then it kicks out like near the near the end of the race, as they say. Yeah. You know, I'm curious because the the movie itself isn't canon, right? Because they're never considered canon. No. Um, I know isn't. that the um, the last movie that was in the United States, Heroes um, Rising. Heroes Rising is supposedly set after season five, so it's basically in the summer after all this happens. We're in the we're in the winter, right. so basically that movie happens in the summer. Um, so I'm curious to, where the new movie is going to take place because, like I said, this was done right. after the season. So will this be a prequel to season six? Will this be middle of season six? We don't know. Um, yeah. I guess we'll find out later from people that are there. But in any case, I don't know. But, uh, honestly, that how that movie ended was should be would be how it would end the series, with uh with that with Bidoria and Bakuga with that power against all all for one. That would be great. That, yeah, that would have been the perfect way to end it. Like he like all for one's gone. That one for all power's gone. Just yeah, end it right there. That would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah. But then Midoriya won't have any quirks. He'll just go back to being quirkless. No, that's fine. Yeah. Like, he, but he, then but then he won't be the greatest hero. Unless he, the greatest he, hero is as a fate, as a fate, like he was the greatest hero, he beat the greatest villain, he ended on a high note. Just yeah, he's like content with it. He saved people. He could probably teach people despite not having a quirk. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting. Good storytelling. Oh yeah, but uh, but since they did that, I don't see that ever happening. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna see Madero look like fucking Gran Torino at the end of the series. Uh yeah, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Grandma Ochako with fucking grandchildren everywhere and shit. She's, she's the nurse. She's <laughs> yeah, right. She's the fucking nurse. That's funny. All right. Uh, anyway, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll talk about our uh our summer seasons that we're watching separately. Uh, stay tuned. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, we're back, folks. Uh, Hopefully you guys stayed. If not, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the summer seasons that we are watching separately. Ethan, as always, you first. Because I have less. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see Boruto. However, I did see based off the post that I made in our group that uh, um, this is the Amado defection episode. So basically they have Amado and they're, um, they're basically interrogating him. So I haven't seen the episode. I just know that this is the, the defection and interrogation episode. Um, this was on the heels of him and uh, Kashin Koji trying to kill Jigen while he rests because he's only a 10% power. So we'll see how that goes. I'm um, looking forward to seeing that. I'll probably watch that tomorrow and we'll report back next week. Um, Sukumichi. Uh, another funny episode, like usual. Um, I mean, the dude is just fucking OP as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's pretty goddamn OP. Um, I basically, I mean, for a lot of these, because we recorded so late last week, I, I basically told everyone what the what happened with these. So, uh, right. Sukumichi, that comes out every Wednesday. We're recording on Monday this time. We recorded on that previous Wednesday. So, I already told you what happened in the last episode of Sukumichi. If you wanted to find out what that is, please go back, listen to the previous episode. You could hear me describe it in some detail. Um, Scarlet Nexus, same thing. Um, actually, no, Scarlet Nexus, we recorded after the fact. So, Scarlet Nexus, um, they basically escape... 
uh, or yeah, basically Nagi comes and he's all fucked up and he, you know, he's like, oh, you guys need to escape before they do do to you what they did to me. And Yuito wants to save Nagi and he can't. So uh, as you know, they're trying to like discuss this, a bunch of others come out the woodwork and Nagi buys them time and um, they escape. And so Nagi manages to kill all the others, but he's all wounded and fucked up. So the scientists, they come to and they take him and they start experimenting on him and he continues to be tortured. Meanwhile, Yuito um, basically is um, under suspicion now because that was a state secret lab that he wasn't supposed to find out. So his brother, who's now the acting basically director since his father was killed um, and some of the higher ups basically want to dispose of the unit because they weren't supposed to find that out. But the general basically buys them time and says, you listen, as long as you don't stick your nose in your business, then you'll be fine. Just keep your head low. And, but everyone knows now, like, you know, Yuito and his team are starting to see the stuff that Karen and Kasane see. And so um, the end of the episode is pretty powerful because the end of the episode shows. Um, oh, actually, before I get to the end of the episode, the other part, which is actually the more important part of the episode, shows Kasane and, and her team breaking into an other facility, um, and they manage to speak to uh, to Naomi, and they see Naomi in other form, and basically she has to continuously take those shots that um, that turned her into another in order for her to keep her consciousness. They wear out every couple hours, and so she rampages like a normal other, unless she gets the shot. So they have a, an emotional reunion once they find her, but eventually the, the meds wear out and as she's going to attack karen comes and you know with his teleporting ability gives her a shot and she passes out um and they discuss like what's going on um before they can they basically pledge full cooperation one of um uh what's it called uh subordinates asked karen a question i forget what the question is right now but he asked her a, she asked him a significant question and they don't tell you uh, the answer, like you see him mouth the words and it goes mute, basically, and then their faces go lit. At the same time, at the end of the episode, um, after Yuito and their group find out that they're in the clear, as long as they keep their nose out of uh, out of business they're not supposed to be in, um, an MP basically gives Yuito um, the medicine that he was supposed to receive from the doctor um, in the previous episode. So when he opens up the medicine, it's the same cartridge that turns people into others. So basically, not only are they using it to turn the people into others, but they're also using it most likely to psychologically affect um or psychologically control the, the 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 recipient of that medicine so um interesting stuff that that goes as that goes along um let me see million lives uh just caught up on that today that was a good episode we basically see the sixth person um is an american named glenda um, she speaks fluent Japanese and she also speaks English. So we, so we get some Japanese English if you, you ever have to listen to that. It's pretty funny. But in any case, um, basically, they she finds out through online uh, circles uh, of an isekai world. And one of the people who tells her that is uh, Yuki. Um, I think that's her name, Yuki. Um, I'm forgetting the bitch's name. She's one of those side characters. Not really all that important. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Yuka. Sorry, Yuka. So Yuka basically online tells that she basically tells of, of her adventures. And so she is tasked by the, the white girl, which is basically the little girl who is in control of everything and knows everything uh, to make a movie that basically describes their actions to see if they can find more people and they can share their experience and whatnot. So the, the first part of that is basically them um, in that uh, they make the movie and they post it. And it's him and you as him, Kusue and uh, Shindo. And everyone else. And basically, uh, Shindo 
says like, oh, I want to get paid because I'm an amateur model. And uh, Jotsuya is like, hey, I can't pay you. Like, the fuck? I'm poor. And so, you know, in a really, like, kind of, like, sexy, cute way, she goes, listen, I just want you to be, like, more real. I just want you to be your real self with us the same way you are with other people. Because she notices that um, in the game to the NPCs as well as in real life to his, like, people that he's cool with. Like, he's very friendly, very outgoing. But he's really cold and callous and a real fucking dick to, to Shindo and, and the gang. Um, and he's really selfish. So she just wants him to be, like, normal. And so that's the deal that they come across. So they go into um, <clears throat> the the next quest. The next quest is they have to save a village uh, from certain doom, and they have 30 days to do so. Um, they get there, and they go to ask uh, Kavosan for uh, advice. Um, they find out, and they see her daughter, who's all grown up, and they find out 17 years have passed since the last time they were in the, in the game, and Kavos passed away. Um, the daughter does her best, helps her out, sends them on their way. They end up finding a little, like, they end up in the jungle, basically, trying to find this village. And they find out through a little girl who ran away from the village that the village is on top of a monolith. And so um, they try to help her out. They gather supplies. They make camp basically in this like little like house area in the middle of the forest. And the episode ends with the girl's father looking like a zombie with a snake in his head. And he's missing an arm and uh, he's going to attack them. So that was a uh, pretty interesting. This season, as far as I'm concerned, is definitely really more. It's definitely stronger than season one, um, perhaps just because we have that built up already. But I, I just like the themes of this season. It's going pretty well as far as I'm concerned. And then um, finally, I'll end with slime. Slime. slime is fucking great we finally get the battle um we see basically um the 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 ogres the ogre team and the beast keepers they get the drop on the fucking enemy easily defeat them and so the three beast keepers are tasked with you know fighting some of the significant people so um one of the beast keepers faces the two clowns um one of the beast keepers uh fuck i forget who they face somebody i don't know somebody else like i forget nothing too crazy and then the third beast keeper the strongest beast keeper goes after one of clayman's fingers and um it's a very tight battle, tight battle, very back and forth. And then um, suddenly, as he's about to get an advantage, Gabta, was sent, who was sent over by Benny Maru, um, comes out of the fucking shadows and fucking easily or easily blocks this fucking attack. And so they're like, what the fuck? So the finger attacks, and I forget his name, but the finger attacks Gabta with some magic, and Gabta pulls out fucking magic and stops the magic. Gabta now is OP as fuck. Um, and we find out basically because of Rimu's ascendance to Demon Lord, um, those around him personally, all as we saw previously in the previous episodes, they all received the special gift. Apparently, Gobsta's is fucking magic or something. Uh, Benny Morrow becomes like an all-seeing general where he understands and he knows enemy strategies and all that shit. Like it's called like I don't know, like all-seeing eye or some some shit like that or water. I don't know, but he basically becomes an all-seeing general. Um, and so the episode ends basically with the fight being one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Gobsta backs out because he's like, oh, you basically broke the rules because they said they were gonna fight one-on-one. -on -one. So he backs away and they're basically gonna continue to fight one-on-one. -on -one between the Beastkeeper and the Finger. So, um, good shit as a whole. Um, we are now heading into, we did get a confirmation that this week starts the Walpurgis arc. Um, and so, oh, and one more thing I forgot to mention in, in that episode. We see the uh, couple of the, of the, of the Demon Lords, um, they're starting to slowly figure out 
um, what's going on in terms of Clayman basically manipulating Milliam and um, and basically being the cause of this whole thing, especially since he's the one that called the, the Walpurgis. And so they're starting to figure out details, but they still don't have the full gist of it because they don't understand how OP Rimuru is. They don't understand how he has Veldera. Like, they're still very important pieces that these people who are starting to figure out the story don't have. So it's going to make the revelation to them even better than what it is. So... Um, it's going to be good shit for sure. Um, like I said, the Walpurgis arc starts next Tuesday, which is tomorrow. So I'm very much looking forward to that um, and seeing how that develops into, you know, that final basically second half of the season. And uh, yeah, good stuff. So uh, that's it for me, buddy. All right. Uh, before I do mine, I just want to wish a special happy birthday to Miyake Kenta. Uh, he voices Ice Ruler in Overlord, uh, Jirobu in Naruto. Scar in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, Mohammed Abdul in JoJo's Part 3, and of course, All Might in My Hero Academia. Mm. So, of course, I want to wish him a special happy birthday here on Talk to Keiki. Tanjobia merito gozaimasu. Alrighty, let's get, let's get my shit out of the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, episode 6 of Nighthead 2041. Uh, this was definitely the better one. Uh, what you call it? What's that brother's name? I get I get it mixed up. Uh, Naoto mm-hmm. uh, goes with the goes to the rebels to the news station. Say, hey, you're gonna go here to show off your psychic powers mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. world. Like they need to see that we're real and they're torturing people in these camps. Mm-hmm. These psychic people. So uh, before Naoto goes on there, um, his brother Noya tries to warn him that there's a fake. Like there's a guy, there's a double agent there in, in the group. Mm-hmm. He's like, shut up, you're gonna get killed. Like, I'm gonna shoot you if you t- open your mouth one more time. And it turns out he was right. There was mm-hmm. a double agent. So the police were there. They shot everyone. They shot all the Bang Bang uh, motherfucker. Yeah, right right on national television in this news. Oh, it sounds like America. That sounds just like America. Yeah, yeah. So uh Naoto runs away and Takuya starts to chase after him. Mm-hmm. While Yuya was at the base where the rebels were beforehand. To get uh, no- Noya. Mm. So we're going to have a brother-brother type thing. Mm. And while all this is going on, this is apparently Shoku's plan, the this essential being, that uh, the one I talked about last week, mm-hmm. how to get these brothers together. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to court to plan to her, with the mystery of this girl. Mm-hmm. But, um, but during the part, but uh, w- during the chase with Takuya and Naruto, he's asking, like, hey, where are my parents? So mm-hmm. see. Because uh, in the in their mental image, they saw the Kiriyahara brothers with uh, the Kuroki's parents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then not uh, just like, I don't know who your parents are type of thing. Mm-hmm. But basically, there it seems like there was an image planted in the Kuroki's brothers' heads that the Kiriyahara brothers took them when they really didn't. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, so now they're manipulated, but they don't believe the Kiriyahara brothers. Mm-hmm. So it leads to this big fight with Naruto and Takuya. This fight was great for in terms of a psychic battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Takuya using this psychic ability. Like, oh yeah, you cops are using psychic abilities like fucking hypocrites, basically. And you're an amateur compared to me. So I'm going to show mm-hmm. you how it's done. <laughs> and then does that. But eventually, Takuya fights back. Like He gets his power out of nowhere and just like blasts him away in this parking mm-hmm. garage. And while that's going on, uh, Noya is using his power, like he, this big glowing light that surrounds them, 
them mm. and uh, I forgot the girl's name that's with them. But uh, basically, the Kirihara Bros vanish from where and from their location, so you don't know where they are right now. Mm. So the the Kuroki Bros are looking for them in both of these locations, like the warehouse and then this parking lot, and then they're nowhere to be found. So mm-hmm. that's where the episode ended. And again. I still have some issues, but this was definitely a better episode, especially in terms of the action scenes mm-hmm. for this for this one. So, so yeah, unfortunately, I guess to say, <laughs> good for you. Mm. You get a fucking cookie. Uh, next one, uh, my life is a villainous. All roots lead to Doom X. Uh, we get an episode on one of the guys in the harem, not based, not mostly Bakarina. This is about Nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about uh, arranged marriage, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, the, even the father's like, you know, you, you don't have to do this type of things. Like, if you don't like them, then no, pro- then no problem. Like, he was being the supportive guy, mm-hmm. and, but Nickel feels like in his head that he has to because of his age, and then like he needs like a noble family because mm-hmm. he knows going to date Mary Bacarina is useless, is pointless because she's engaged to uh, Gerardo. Mm-hmm. So he has his piles and piles and piles of folders of all all these girls that want his dick that want his money mm. that want his noble name and <laughs> and then one by one nickel just does not want any one of them eventually he meets this one girl i forgot her name he's like oh i'm only here just to make my parents happy like i know how i like kind of like kind of like how you're faking it right now type of ordeal hey but uh but before all that, though, um, Sophia, uh, Nickel's brother, uh, she's the one that wants him with Bacarina, but she also gives him romance novels to read, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, because she loves she loves the romance novels, so it makes mm-hmm. her happy, and he likes seeing her happy. So, okay, I'll read them for you, type of thing. And he's not telling Sophia about the arranged marriages because she doesn't want her to, he doesn't want her to freak out, type of thing, because mm-hmm. he knows she wouldn't want him to do it. But anyway, during that, uh, Nichols starts talking to this girl, and they hit it off. They hit it off pretty well. Like the nice, normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nichols explains how he feels about Bacarina, and uh, with this girl, Bacarina is in her uh, magic academy ordeal, like the magic, the magic academy type of thing, where mm-hmm. Bacarina wants to go because she doesn't want to get married right away. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like, oh yeah, nice girl, and all that type of thing. And then she's like, just be yourself type of thing. Everyone's just, like, even as serious in the beginning, like, just be yourself. Like, don't lie to yourself type of thing. And then later on, eventually, Nickel will tell his dad that he doesn't really want to marry right now. Like, he chooses not to. He's like, you know, that's fine. Like, I, I honestly did not want you to. Like, don't mm-hmm. feel, don't feel you're obligated. Don't feel you're forced to. Mm-hmm. Just be happy type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, he's, so basically the family's in no rush. And then Sophia eventually finds out about this. It's like, do you know how? And she asks, she told Nicola, do you know how dad met mom? The mom was engaged to someone. And then the father took it, took that, took that girl. Like they fell in love. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of oh. like how, like, there's a chance for he could do the same to Bacarina, to Gerardo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that type of ordeal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, stop trying to think of it, like, actually. Think about what you want, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so that's some plenty for him to think about. So, I like that it was just a one character focus ordeal, especially with Nickel. I like Nickel; he's probably one of the my favorites in the male side, except for Alan. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I thought I thought it was cute. I, I get the plenty of development from the one guy, which I thought that was needed. I like seeing stuff like that. So I don't know if we'll get it from the other characters, but uh, we will find out. Um, I don't know what the conclusion is going to be though, because I feel like the, there's like almost no plot at this point. But there's still a lot of cute moments at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on, Sunny Boy. <laughs> this one puffed for me. Is like, damn it, this is good. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. And uh, Sudasan, uh, not the guy that voices Nami, all that voices one of the characters, the, the new character in this. Mm-hmm. He voices a. Uh, because basically, uh, you know how I said like, they were separated type of thing? Mm-hmm. Where Nagara and all that, they're separated from the cl- class that wants to kill them? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, while that happened, they found this uh, theater room. And like, all the stuff that happened involving them. And with uh, Mizuho, when she got back to them, like uh, Rajhani and Nagara and Nozomi type of thing, there was a there was a black dog with them called Yamabiko. His name was Yamabiko. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was uh, this dog talks. And he says, like, how long he's been in this area. He, he's he been there for 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. Time's at a standstill, basically. And then uh, he says, how long have you guys been here? Like, oh, eight months. Okay, so that means you don't have a lot of time left. So I'm guessing you have a year to find a way out or else you're stuck here forever. Ooh. That type of thing. So um, while 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 they're in this me- uh, movie room, they're seeing this film, all that, and said, "Nagar, use your power to like see if anything changes while we play this film." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it does a little bit, and they feel like uh, with Nozomi, who like who likes quote unquote sees the lights, uh, he's like, "Maybe we have a way to get out of here." And then people like Hoshi and all that uh, decide to join them in this, mm-hmm. uh, even despite Hoshi talking to someone in their head. Psycho. Like, no, no, like the, the, this is this was someone that like planned all this, and she's like, okay, we'll we'll go with that, and then you see them like teleport, like the like this group, while um, what you call it, uh, Aki Sensei, that that was that was the teacher's name that want that was like causing tension, mm-hmm. and then um, what you call it, uh, Yamabiko's like, why is she here? It's like uh, people that cannot go adrift in this. Are like basically only the school and the students are allowed to. So why is the teacher here? Mm-hmm. Like they're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So that that's something to think about for the next episodes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how, like how like how did she get here and why is she so uh, bent on saying that they cannot leave? Mm-hmm. But eventually we get a white flash. Um, you see. I forget which one it was. Uh, Nozomi, you see her in the school, like they're in class. But she cannot touch the students. And then Nagara was the same thing. And it's like, basically, it's another timeline now. Mm-hmm. So those students are dead. Shinderu. Yeah, they, yeah, like they were, they're dead in this world, this timeline. That's wild. And you see this old guy. He's basically God in the show. Because <laughs> you saw him a little bit in the beginning. And then you see him at the end, like, nice try type of thing. Gotta be quicker than that. Basically, it's like, <laughs> like, like you need to figure it out better than this type of thing. You gotta be quicker. And that was like, 
this was like a lot of development. Uh, I'm so, this is one of those you, this is one of those shows that you really have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, if you don't like, even just turn away for like a minute or two, you're probably gonna miss something. Basically, every scene, every world they were in, everything about those characters, it's vital. <laughs> it's a mind fuck. Exactly. So stuff like that is making me appreciate it more. Like. This, this, this will probably be my favorite in terms of mystery because there's an, there's an actual mystery. Mm-hmm. But I gotta see how it ends before I actually give it that. Like it might not be it might not be a favorite anime, but it's like in terms of as a mystery genre, I might like it in, in that regard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's see how long they can actually keep that going because I'm very excited to see where that leads. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, closing off for me, of course, case study Vanitas. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I will never get enough of this. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> Sexual blood sucking. Oh, I didn't get, I didn't get that this time. No, no, no. Aww, so you didn't get a chub. Oh, I didn't get a chub. No chub. Damn. Oh, fucking Vanitas is being smug though. Hey. Like, he's very smug. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, what you call it? Uh, Vanita Sanel or at our, uh, Lord Uncle's house mm-hmm. to like discuss the matters and what's going on, what happened with the charlatan. Mm-hmm. Then Vanitas is like, hey, I'll help you, but I need something in return. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's that? I want to meet the queen. Someone that's been missing, no one has seen her. Is she da- Is she cursed? Is she dying? Why are you guys being so defensive about this type of thing? Mm-hmm. And this pissed off Lord Uncle. Like he wanted to murder him, and that it led to uh, what's that kid's name? <laughs> yes, uh, Luca, the the young boy. That's like the that's like the the royal. You find out he's like a royal power, like like a duke, like next to the queen. Just call him a young boy. Yep, the young the young boy, Luca. <laughs> He's a kid, basically. Huh. But uh, Luca like stops Lord Uncle from killing Vanitas and no, right then and there. And then is like, I don't, I'm not helping you. Uh, leave. <laughs> leave and never come back. Get the fuck out of my sight. That ordeal. And then it went to like finally leave, and then he got disappointed. And Luca is like, the fact that you stopped me is like you you're believing Vanitas. Mm-hmm. So he's like, they like, tell me where is your loyalty really lie type of thing, and then uh, you see, you see Luca with the queen, like you see, like have a, she has like a black arm type of thing. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, like they go away, and then uh, and now Venus and Noah are by themselves. I'm trying to think of, <laughs> sorry, I was I'm trying to process everything. Too much to talk about, folks. Yeah, too much out of it. And I'm dying. <laughs> the coughs. Swallow, bro. Swallow. Ah, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're spitter. That sucks. Uh, I don't do that, period. <laughs> it fucking feels weird in your mouth, let me tell you. Oh, no. Oh, it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it feels like a fucking mushroom top. Oh, no. Yeah. There you go. Spoilers, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, 
Bro, can you imagine I'm doing these gag sounds and someone's listening to this in their fucking car in the middle of traffic? You would, shit. You would, you would be great for the ASMR stuff that people do for audio. I, dude, that's one of my favorite things to go to sleep to. Like, I just love it. Just I, li- I, I listen to ASMR chiropractic and ASMR haircuts. And that shit really? is fucking, yeah, bro. Like, um, Elbert's called Haircut Harry. Great for ASMR haircuts. Uh, Doctor B, uh, Doctor Brett Bender on um, on YouTube. Great for um, watching great chiropractic videos, and they are in ASMR fashion a lot of the times. So good shit out there. Random thing if you guys want to relax. Yeah, uh, I actually might be doing that for my typewriter. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I have a typewriter, so I'm gonna actually might wow. use that for ASMR type streams. <laughs> Just listen to us softly like this. Yeah, I'm sure. There's definitely 18 plus ones. Suck my blood really good. <laughs> I mean, it works for here. Uh, anyway, the fact that uh, Vanita... Suck it like your French girls. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop now? <laughs> Yamete. <laughs> yes, that. Yes, that. Yamete, <laughs> Uh, they're like, okay, now Noah and this are in the back in the human world. Like, well, now we got kicked out. Yeah. And now there's a like, well, I'm gonna go save more vampires in the meantime until that pussy calms down and wants me, mm-hmm. wants us to come back. And then uh, they go like, okay, there's a mission of there's missing vampires, so I need to go help go help find them basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Uh, they're in this cathedral type thing with the paladins, mm-hmm. so they sneak in. It's uh, it's a funny moment. Uh, mm-hmm. They get lost in there, mm-hmm. and then we meet this guy. His name is Laurent, not Laurent from uh, Great Pretenders. Oh man! And he's like, he's like this happy, bubbly guy. He's like, nice to meet you, and all that. How'd you meet my He's like, how'd you guys get here? Oh yeah, we're from we're from the Paladin too. We just uh, got lost. Oh, what a coincidence! I'm lost too. He's like, but you you work here, right? Yep, and I'm lost too. That type of thing. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, follow me. I'll get you out of here. Mm-hmm. And it was a trap. <laughs> he gets uh, he gets them knocked out. It's a trap! Yeah, like, aha, I knew it. You guys are vampires. Well, I'm going to kill you now. And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> mm. And then it's like, damn it, another cliffhanger. I just want more. <laughs> so That's what she again, said. Yep. <laughs> Uh, also, Vinius is doing great in the anime trending polls. Still number one for characters, episodes. Uh, they didn't get ship. Uh, I, that was uh, still, what you call it, uh, remake our life. Mm. Uh, let me see where they were. Let me see the placements. Uh, Vinius and Janine were number two, <laughs> while Aki and Kyoya were number one. <laughs> Man, you know, it. I, I can't wait. To, we should talk about it first. Let's talk about it after a commercial break. Let's talk about Remake first. All right, all right. Yeah, well, I am done here. So let's go take this commercial break. And then we'll get back. We're going to finish off with the stuff we are watching together. Stay tuned. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Tadaima, minasan! I heard you the whole time. I'm sorry. I was like, Alexa, make his pussy red. 
Hey, good thing I have my speaker off. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Alrighty. Uh, all right. Now we're going to talk about the stuff we are watching together. And upon Ethan's request, we're going to talk about Remake Our Life first. <laughs> it's back. Thank the Lord. Yep. Uh, my favorite. Let's, let's, my favorite let's, of the let's, season. Let's talk about it. Man. So I love this episode. It's, you know... I don't know. There's so many different layers to this. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this first is because you just mentioned about the couple thing. Um, And you mentioned uh, Shinoaki and Kyoya. And part of the episode is basically um, Nanako, you know, confronting Kyoya herself indirectly, but enough for him to realize what's up and basically tell him, like, I'm not going to lose. And I'll get yeah, to that in a second. He's being oblivious a little bit. And like, he, huh? he, but at that point, when he he realizes it, at that point, when yeah, you, and it's, I don't know, man, like, it's tough. And then it's, with the revelation that he doesn't even look at these girls in that way, yeah, and, he's, and, he doesn't want to ruin the project. He doesn't want to ruin the project. And you know what I think? I, I think he's gonna end up. And this is my theory now. As much as I love Shinoaki, and as much as Shinoaki's a little etchy. Um, which I love. I think he's gonna end up with uh, Kanasegawa. Iko. Iko, yeah. I think he's yeah. gonna end up with Iko, dude. And like you could tell, because Iko, it's funny. He goes to Iko about this advice, and she goes, "Well, which one do you like?" And she's like, "He's like, I don't like either of them. I just want this project to be a success." And it gives her hope because she's fighting her feelings for him. She's the last one basically to come too. And yeah. the other reason why I wanted to bring that up, why I love this episode. Is because of the fact that, in a way, like, Kyoya is the game's MC without all the edgy shit. He's right. the game's MC where he has a, a mini harem and he has to choose between the women. And I'm curious to see how they're going to yeah. do this. And I love how they talk about it, like, near the end of the episode with uh, Suryuki and talking like, hey, like, I'm, I'm writing this part now, basically. <laughs> yeah, dude, like... Um, I really hope there's more to this season because there's no way they can finish this, like by the fucking by in 13 episodes. I just like they can't, and I really hope I really, 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 really hope there's a second season. How is the light novel still going, or how much is the light novel? Do you know the light novel or whatever it is, manga light novel? While you're um, while you're talking, yeah. So while Matt does that, let me just recap the show basically. So, uh, again, remake is back. Episode seven begins. Um, light novel still going. Light novel still going. All right, good, dude. I can't wait. Oh, um, now that I just said light novel, real quick, let me revert back in terms of a brief pick uh, piece of news. Um, volume six of uh, Hija Hero, their manga light novel is coming out. Uh, I think in the end, toward the end of September. Yeah, if it, yeah, that's the last one. That's the last one. Yeah, Hija Hero is over, over. Yeah, but so then did we see the end or no? Yeah, we saw the end of the anime. But is that end the same end in the light novel? Yeah. Oh shit! All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's been out, but now it's being published as, as a book. Yeah. Being, yeah, that we're getting that, but yeah, we got that. We got that exact ending. All right. Well, my bad. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully we learn more. In any case, I digress. Sorry about that, guys. So basically, um, the episode begins with the with the explanation of a. Uh, of uh Sudayuki's uh fiance we find out they're childhood friends and that um what's it called they were basically uh uh what the fuck is the word um it's a a arranged marriage uh between yeah, families parents. and uh the girl genuinely likes Sudayuki but 
and he likes her, but not in that way. Um, and so basically throughout the episode, she's trying to push him. She's trying to push him. She's forcing himself on her, feeding him, trying to have sex with him, like trying to bring him back. Cause he wants, basically she's there to bring him back home to the life that he's supposed to have, where he's supposed to study to be a doctor. He's supposed to be with her and he's supposed yeah. to have a comfortable life. And throughout the episode, like he's combative because he's really committed to this. And we find out at the end of the episode, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So, um, Again, you know, this is, this whole thing happens. He explains to 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 Kyoya what's going on, and Kyoya's like, "Oh, well, you know, she brings us nice, like, you know, spices and shit, so we don't mind, whatever." But um, basically, the whole task is they're on winter break now, and they're focusing on the project, focusing on the project. Um, it's getting they're getting good they have progress. A date. They have a release date for which is April, and um, you know, they're doing really well with the project, and. Throughout this as well, uh, we see, as I mentioned previously, the the interactions between Nanako, uh, Shinoaki, and Kyoya develop more. Um, we see a funny, etchy scene, basically, with Shinoaki opening fucking uh, Kyoya's legs and, like, you know, inferring some shit. And Kyoya is embarrassed, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I'm talking about your thighs. And he's like, oh, yeah, the thighs. Uh, after he basically, she's confused about a sex scene. Uh, that she's seeing so um, that was pretty funny and and again uh, Nanako's struggling because of the fact that she really likes Kyoya after all that he's done for her Um, there's a part where she's struggling in her thing and he's there comforts her and says no problem we'll get this done like whatever and so um, uh, Nanako hugs him from behind and as uh, he's embarrassed she's like nope she's like don't say anything don't move just let me recharge for a second I need this and he's like feel my breasts on your back yeah, and he's getting like, you know, he's getting flustered. And she's like, all right, I feel better. And then he starts thinking back um, about it. And basically also, they, like I said, they do the same thing as they see uh, Suryuki's uh, fiance feeding uh, feeding Suryuki. Um, they try to do the same thing with Kyoya. They try to feed Kyoya different things. They sit next to him. And Kyoya is slowly realizing what's going on. Like, he obviously knows Shinoaki likes him because of the fact that they've kissed. And she's, yeah. he's now slowly starting to realize what's happening with, with um with uh what's it called with nanako uh, meanwhile he's also you know going with talking with kind of sagawa about the project and things like that um they have great chemistry between them of course he knows who kind of sagawa is going to turn out to be since he realizes everything and so they've always had a great connection they have like this thing so um i think like i said as i alluded to previously that that's going to develop big time but in any case the episode continues and um they're in the uh, Nanako and Kyoya are working together in in the convenience store, and he's starting to realize everything. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go fill the drinks." So she gets upset, and she goes to him, and she starts doing the drinks too. And she puts her boobs on his head, and she goes, "The first time I did this, it was a coincidence. This time, I mean it." And he, uh, Kyoya realizes what's going on, and before he says anything, uh, Nanako's like, "I won't lose," and then walks away as a customer comes in to to tend to the customer. And so he goes to Kanesagawa, asks for advice. Kanesagawa basically says, "Like, listen, you know, in any other circumstance, you're an asshole because you're leading these girls on, but I understand why you're doing it because you want the project to flow and you want it to be a success. So for now, just continue to act stupid. And once this is over, you have to be forthcoming with them in terms of what you want." Um, and so this helps Kyoya, and he's able to move on. Uh, meanwhile, um, Kanesagawa is, you know, she's still trying to find herself, I guess, throughout this, which is a very subliminal, like, thing that's going on in the background. So um, I'm very much looking forward to how she embraces her feelings for Kyoya. And I think now, going forward, I kind of want to see Kanesagawa and fucking, and um, 
and Kyoya go. Uh, the episode ends basically with uh, the fiance of Suryuki more or less abducting Kyoya and bringing him to the docks. Kyoya thinks like, oh, I'm going to get fucking, I'm going to swim with the fishes. And she basically flats out asks him like, yo, are you and Suraki gay? Because like he only talks about you and how much he respects you. And you guys talk about the project so much. Like, so y'all fucking? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. Not like that. Not like that. And he's like, oh, okay. And then basically they have a heart to heart about how you know her, there was her objective to bring him back and the, he has the easy life I, she doesn't understand why he doesn't want the easy life and so what do you you know and then also ask them about the fact like listen he like respects you so much what are you going to do about his feelings and so Kyoya basically says like listen he's doing this for his happiness he's doing this because if he was there with you and in his circumstance he wouldn't be happy so i'm just here to support his choices um but at the end of the day these are his choices he knows exactly what's going on he understands the risks and the potential failure but he's doing it because this is what he wants to do and so they have you know an acceptance of that and she moves on and then that's how the episode ends basically with him staring at the sky um of uh i think they're in fukuoka oh yeah and one more uh, thing i did miss as well is that uh basically they spend christmas eve together shinoaki and um and uh kyoya and it's a very nice romantic uh you know kind of like moment between them very like you know, very cute. And I love anytime you see any type of Yuki scenes, which are snow in Japanese, anytime you see Yuki scenes, they're always very heartfelt, very romantic and emotional. You don't ever see casual Yuki scenes. You see stuff that develops or helps the story or the, the feelings or emotions or relationships keep continue. And I, I love seeing shit like that. Just like you have uh, fucking Hanabi episodes that do the same thing. Just like right. you have beach episodes that are normally very casual, um, kind of fun um, and lead to some other crazy shenanigan. Um, um, uh, Yuki episodes do that same thing. So um, overall, fantastic episode. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Yeah, definitely, definitely great stuff. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad the ball's getting rolling again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually, I actually, I actually hope we get to see a little bit of the game. Yeah, we well, we see the opening intro. I know, but I'm saying like actual, like a little bit of the gameplay type of thing. Like they they show it off. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for that. I liked how it ended. And yeah, I believe yeah for the what you said, Bakilia about the ship. I believe that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we're ho- fingers crossed. Indeed, indeed, I can't wait to see it. Uh, all right, up next, Detective is already dead. Mm. Uh, fuck Alice. <laughs> You can't say fuck Alice because I, I I feel a little bad for her. So. I do, I do. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we picked up where we left off. Um, siesta, and then yeah, but you know, uh, funny. Every time I hear siesta, I think of R. Kelly, who's currently in the trial. You know, like you said, fiesta, fiesta, fiesta. So every time I hear siesta, I'm like siesta. Haters gonna hate. Lovers wanna love. <laughs> I'm Why not, we're not, don't you piss on me? On you, piss, <laughs> on you, piss on you, I pee on you. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Siesta was to Alice like, Why are you still here? Yeah. Your fin's done. And she's, you see, Siesta getting jealous. Like, hey, I'm going to take Kibihiko with me for this a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck you doing? Uh, you find out a girl's heart got taken out. So uh, they all go to this old, to this, uh, the mother's house. Say, hey, what happened? And she sees yes again. Personally, hey, any, any behavior? 
Mm-hmm. I was like, like, hey, like, stop it, <laughs> type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, what'd you do? Like, what was your re- what was your relationship later on? Mm-hmm. So the mother's getting, you see the mother getting uncomfortable and distraught. Yeah. And then Alice like stop, stops her, like break, thankfully changes the setting. Like, hey, you're a great yeah. mom. She could have asked, she could have asked any more from you. Was yeah. your fault? And they embrace. And yeah, and they embrace CS on is like, Alice's. I, they embrace on Alice's left side. Yeah, and then Siesta says, "I'm leaving." Uh, Kirihiko, uh, fuck you. I was right. You're wrong. How dare you yeah. call me out? I don't want to speak to you again. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then you see, you see Alice. In well, you corner. see Kirihiko give Alice the ring. Like, hey, uh, no, see, Alice, yeah. Basically, Alice was tailing them, and then at that point, they gave him a ring. We find out later the ring has a fucking homing device, yeah. so she can track her because of the fact he keeps losing her. That's what he says, but it's secretly but, because uh, he knows something's up with Alice. Yeah. So, as well, yeah, he, uh, yeah. anyway, he's like, "Hey, uh, can you put the ring on me?" And so mm-hmm. Kibihiko gets gets on his knee, like he's proposing. Mm-hmm. CCS to right there, like, "Hey, uh, you know what? I kind of made a mistake. So, uh, with her eyes closed, mind you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. Uh, I know mm-hmm. you were trying to do the right thing. Opens her eyes, sees them like kind of like, I like, I wish you happiness. Fuck you again. Don't talk to me. Her emotions are everywhere, honestly, despite being this con collective, kind of like an android. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, um, and then, uh, Kimihiko gets a day CCS on the bed, like, don't talk to me. I'm upset. And then Kimihiko gets a call, like, hey, something happened to Alice. So he rushes over in the alleyway. You see the cop dead. And then uh, Alice's left side, like, what, it was her right side or her left side? Uh, the cop the cop was the left side. Alice got shot Alice. on the right. I, Alice yeah. got shot on the right. Yes. And then you see, like, they get hospitalized. Uh, Kimihiko stays with Alice for a little bit. And CS is like, you know, this is that. What was that, what was that girl's name? Hell. Yeah. Hell, yeah, like, like this is clearly hell. She's finding the hearts and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you believe, like you probably believe it too. For uh, why you gave her the homing device, and then he goes like, "No, stop it! I don't want to hear about hell." Like she's just a little girl, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Like, uh, like how can you be that heartless just because of this one person? Mm-hmm. And then they're in this abandoned church where it's like she's cs is looking for hell that's not the abandoned church that's the same church that the original murder happened in right okay sorry but it, the, they're still in the church regardless <laughs> and then you see alice saying hey um he's right <laughs> yeah basically like uh yeah this is uh this is really it uh it's gonna be my last time seeing you like she actually like you saw alice like being generally like i really wanted to do this with you and everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. but she knows she can't and then Chameleon shows up and takes her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, you're forgetting the fact that uh, Siesta basically... So basically, Alice She's apologizes. And at the same time that he apologizes, she switches into hell mode and right. lunges at Kimiko with the fucking kitchen knife. By the way, we're also forgetting little details that led to this moment. At the moment that Kimihiko... At the very beginning of the episode, Kimihiko and Siesta are talking. Alice shows up out of nowhere. Less than five minutes after she shows up, the ambulance comes, and that's how they know that the fifth uh, attack happens. At the same time that before the ambulance happens, they realize the kitchen knife is missing. Yeah. Also, when Siesta... I'm sorry, when, um, when Alice... Alice is shot, and you see the police officer stabbed. Uh, Siesta notices 
and we there's a, a pan on the it same to the knife. viewer, it's the same kitchen knife. So um, there's always little, little details. And then finally, they basically put the pieces together. And as I had mentioned, when the mother was being embraced by Alice after that talk and she hugged the left side, the mother said, I feel like it was my daughter talking to me just now because of the fact that her daughter's heart was inside of fucking hell, a.k.a. Alice. And so, as Matt said, basically, she admits it, says she's sorry, but she basically has two people inside of her. She switches uh, to the hell mode, yep, attacks and, and, fucking Kimmy, and Siesta basically in an instant di- disarms her, puts her on her head, puts the her gun to her head. However, Kimmy fucking, because he's distraught over everything, because he actually genuinely likes Alice as a human... Yes pulls out his strap and was like, no, don't do it. And this provides the opportunity for Chameleon to sneak in, grab uh, grab Alice. And basically they ask, like, what are you going to do? They're like, oh, I'm going to take her to our base that's 700 nautical miles away. Sounds like you guys want her. Come find her. And so he escapes and basically Kimiko and um, Alice, I'm sorry, and Siesta, like they sit back to back and Kimihiko's upset. And he's like, well, now what? He's like, well, first we're going to go to the supermarket. And we're, we're getting the, pie. We're getting the best apples that they have. We're gonna make some pie, and after we eat that delicious pie, my first have my that pie. pie. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say we thought the same thing. The siesta pie. Siesta pie. After siesta pie, we're gonna go fucking save your friend. Not mine. She's your headache now. <laughs> Basically, so uh, good shit though as a whole. Um, I don't. You know, I was kind of mad I didn't see that like sooner. That would have made like. It would have made sense. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Right. Uh, so. All right, let's get to girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> oh god, this whole episode was so fucking cringe, dude. It was funny uh, and cringe at the same time, dude. Ah, uh, now we know Saki Saki's a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> we do. By the way, <laughs> I I knew I knew what they were referencing, but what does NDR stand for? NDR. Yeah. It's uh, I was explaining you... this to my partner too at the same time. Hold on, sorry. And you know what's crazy? What, what was it? What well, was it? NDR or was it NTR? It was NTR or NDR, something like that. Because I know it was a cuck fade, like. Yeah, like she's like, like the person, like the person being cheated on, watches it. Yeah, and then she, and then Saki Saki says like, I don't know why, I'm excited. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, Needle near. Okay. Yeah. Needle near. Okay. Um. T o r a r e. Yeah, needle near. Um, needle nare. Whatever. In any case. Uh, yeah, so basically the episode focuses on uh, the continuing evolution of um, Saki and Noya uh, basically Nagisa. trying to deflect, and Nagisa basically trying to deflect Milika's um, love for, um, for Naoya. For Naoya. I, I call her Milika, but it is Rika. I know. She's Milika to me. But in any case, she's trying to, they're basically trying to deflect that love. And so um, Naoya and his fucking stupid. God, Noya, not only does he scare me with his eyes, but he's so fucking stupid. Like, he's really fucking dumb, dude. They're, they're, they're always dense. He's really a fucking Riri when it comes to this whole fucking situation. But in any case, he's like, oh, Saki's lonely. And in the middle of class, basically, like, nope, we're going to stay together. And so Saki's on his lap in the middle of class. And the fucking, the teacher was like, okay. Like, bro, you have a whole ass girl sitting on this man's lap. 
And so like, she could she could be bouncing on his dick. She could be bouncing on his dick and nobody would know. However, they that gets blown anyway because Nalia drops his eraser and so touch her breasts. So as he's going to grab the eraser, his hand slides up and he grabs her titty and fucking Saki's ah and everyone turns around. They're like, I just grabbed my eraser. I'm sorry, I touched her boob, but didn't mean to. So that was cringe as fuck. And basically. They go back and forth um, in regards to it. Uh, Milika really is trying to get doing her damnedest to get closer to fucking Naya. Naya is being fucking oblivious as fuck that like, yo, this bitch likes you, dude. And so Saki and Nagisa come up with some crazy ass fucking excuse that basically says that she's a bitch in heat <laughs> and that fucking she's horny and she'll fuck anything. And um, when uh, Naya asks like, OK, does that happen to you girls? Like, are you girls getting heat? And Saki goes, I have small tits, so it doesn't happen to me, which leaves singles out Nagisa. And Nagisa's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, really? Yeah. And fucking stupid Naoya was like, oh, if you're ever in heat, let me know. I don't know what I can do for you, but we'll work it out together. And fucking Nagisa's like, this guy's fucking I- idiot. Nagi- uh, Saki set me up. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll be sure to depend on you. And fucking. Yeah, it's like, okay, uh, let me uh, let me hold you for a bit. To Saki. Oh, yeah, so basically they were saying about how, like, oh, I want to be held too. And so um, fucking. Um, Saki allows it. For Saki Nagisa. allows it. She's like, you know, whatever, go ahead. I'll walk away, do your thing. And um, Naoya is like, I want you to watch. I want you to understand, like, we're not doing anything beyond this, whatever. And watch, so, <laughs> so fucking Saki goes behind the door and, like, creeps. Like, like she's, like, peeping, like a peeping Tom. And they hug. And fucking this becomes too much for Nagisa. Her heart is, like, doki-doki pounding. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's an intimate hug. <laughs> it's an intimate hug. Um, they hug a couple times, and so Nagisa collapses because her heart's like, oh, my God, Naoya, I love you. And so fucking Naoya goes in like he's, like, going to open her legs or kiss her or something. And Saki starts thinking of, like, the worst things, like, oh, they're going to have sex in front of her. And we see images of a naked Nagisa and a naked Naoya before he sticks it in. And she's shaking her head, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm in an NTR situation. But I, I like it. What the fuck? Why am I so broke? I, 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 I can't look of, away. What kind of kink is this that I'm into? This is fucking wrong. And he finally, she finally walks in on them. And they're like, oh, Saki, Saki. And fucking Naoya gets uppercutted to fucking hell. And that's... Yeah, that felt good. And that's the end of that. And so the episode basically ends, um, same thing basically throughout the episode where Milika comes into the class uh, for, for the girls. And, um, oh, I'm skipping a part too. Yeah. One of the funny things is that, again, Milika's following them throughout the school, following them throughout the school. Their next class is PE. They end up going into... Um, uh, a locked room and the janitor's closet or some sort and um uh now was like what's what are you gonna do and um saki's like well i'm gonna change and he's like oh like okay i won't look and she starts getting changed whatever and then they have a conversation and then now is like oh i can see your pants and fucking saki's like dude like when we were kids we took we took baths together like we've seen each other's stuff and she's like it doesn't matter if you see my underwear but when he sees her underwear she freaks the fuck out but nagisa fucking plays captain save and yep. fucking basically Black blackmails milika anonymously saying like i know what school you go to if you don't meet me in, on the top of the roof um i'm gonna tell everybody so she rushes up to the roof throughout this whole thing we see milika is definitely out of shape because she runs and she's always out of breath um 
But in any case, she goes to the roof and she's like, oh, there's nobody there. Damn it. Whatever. And it's a lot of sake to get changed and all of that. But um, yeah. anyway, the episode ends basically same thing. She goes to the classroom. She's trying to talk, whatever. And they get to like argument. And then fucking Naoya in his infinite knowledge is like, oh, I think you like me, but whatever. And fucking they're like, no, don't say it out loud. Nagisa and fucking Saki are like, no, don't say it out loud. You just ruined everything basically in their heads. And so Milika gets super duper embarrassed because he does this, of course, because now is fucking loud mouth. He does it in front of the whole class and the whole class is like, oh, and fucking Milika panics, grabs Noe, like, come with me. And fucking they run out the classroom together. And Saki is like, oh, and runs after them then the episode. Yep. Cringe words yeah. fuck the whole time. Yeah, cringy, but still funny. <laughs> Uh, all right let's let's keep going here again a lot of funny stuff on that one let's go with uh realist hero (laughs) yes i was just about to say realist hero yeah realist hero um a good episode as a whole um yes we, we basically see throughout this whole process as everyone knows being a world leader there's multiple facets you have to look at whether it's you know domestic stuff foreign stuff um you know infrastructure uh fucking supply and demand and we see today's or last week's theme is uh disaster recovery and so um basically as they're building the roads uh first off soma actually likes the fact that um how and my cat's going crazy right now i'm sorry about that um how is basically his age and soma's like oh i'm just looking for a friend to talk to and even though like fucking he's trying to be all prim and proper because he doesn't want to get his ass beat by his dad and we see fucking um what's the girl's name the fox girl the fox girl yeah the fox girl i forget her name the mage yeah, yeah, yeah anyway his childhood friend basically is trying to like direct him wrong yeah whatever the fuck it's kind of funny but um as they're discussing like the roads and watching them being built there's a um a, a hawk a messenger hawk that goes to uh, alicia and alicia opens them the message and we find out that there's a humongous disaster in um in her the village forest. In the forest, basically there was a landslide and over half the village is covered. And so they rush over there. Um, they try to do like, you know, quick disaster recovery because there's no precedent for this, basically, um, under Soma's watch. And so they get there and they over 100 people are dead already. They managed to save, I don't know, like 40 something people. But everyone else is dead, basically. Uh, you're, you're forgetting these are the Dark Elves, Aisha's family. Yeah, yeah the Dark Elves, basically. So this is her clan, basically. So, um and Soma, using living poltergeist, he makes these wooden mice that he carves himself, and he sends the mice to try and find people. So he's able to find people that are breathing, people that are stuck under luggage, or I'm uh, sorry, luggage, under fucking rubble. And he finds a mangled body, and he just fucking, he's like, and he vomits. And he's like, I'm sorry, I just saw a mangled body. And then fucking his friend, uh, Hal, is like, um, like, oh yeah, that's, you know, your living thingy, whatever, which is basically the living poltergeist. And he's like, yeah, you know, and he explains how the power works. And so we also, which I love this part of the episode, we get an explanation. There's an intimate moment with not intimate, but like a, a nice heart to heart with Alice right. and, um, and Soma after, um, we find out her father's brother, her uncle basically lost, lost his wife and, um, his only daughter is like fighting for her life. And so, um, we get a heart to heart about how, 
you know, the, the forest is, you know, doesn't need protection and, the, and nature is powerful and nature is beautiful. However, nature will yeah, basically his stubbornness is what caused. Yeah. And so, yeah, basically we find out that her father was against the, the cutting of the trees, even though the trees would have helped. It still would have been a possibility because there's no way to stop nature. Um, and it's very applicable to today's society where, you know, we need to do stuff in terms of like deforestation. We have to stop deforestation. We have to do like forest culling and things like that maintenance um but in reality nature is nature nature is powerful nature holds no bard um you know like it's it's a real topic that uh, you know as we uh, you know fucking go along people want to deny like climate change and all that shit but nature really really is like the central theme for this and so basically we get that heart to heart it's good heart to heart um the basically once the soma's relief team he calls for a relief team they come and he goes back to the vil to the uh to the to the, to the city and as he's doing that he's having a heart to heart with uh with Leisha. and he basically says like oh you know like i failed and Leisha's like no you did great you say people da 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 and he's like yeah but part of my role as a king is i need to fucking prevent these things we didn't do anything to yeah. prevent it my role isn't to to act after the fact my role is to act before the fact and i failed and he basically breaks down balls crying in front of leisha and leisha's like so ma like he does she doesn't know how to act because her beloved that she loves so much now is like you like, know just like he's vulnerable moment. type of thing yeah it is vulnerable moment so it was a, a really good episode as a whole not a lot of action like always um wasn't very funny but um we did get a good lesson a I little guess. bit of conflict <laughs> yeah 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 and it, it was good but yeah, a lot of I got I got this. There's still nothing groundbreaking, but it's still an enjoyable series. Uh, there's no way they're gonna wrap this up in 13 episodes. No, not a chance in hell. But you know, this is I still recommend it because it's such a unique take on Isekai. Yeah. And you know, as I mentioned, I watched Sukumichi, which is an Isekai. I watched Million uh, Million Lives, which is an Isekai. And Realist Hero is such a, a a different way of looking at it. You know, like a hero that isn't OP, a hero that doesn't use crazy powers, a hero that's not constantly fighting. It's a hero who's building a, a world basically with his wit and his his knowledge. And you know, we see a little bit of slice of life with his relationship with Lisha and, and Alicia and um, things like that. So it, I'd still appreciate it. Uh, people that well that love Isekai may not appreciate it as much, but at the same time, because it's such a unique take on it, it's still if you're an Isekai fan something that you should definitely watch and i think matthew um at the end of the episode we should do an isekai recommendation this week yeah we could do that all right we'll do that at the end of the episode all right. um and moving then, on moving on uh aquatope oh, such we a- got a beach episode and it was one of the better beach episodes yes it wasn't uh it wasn't a fan service type beach episode it was this uh OG telling Kukuru, like, hey, you gotta give you guys the day off. You gotta understand as a good director to know when to take a break. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. don't come here, all of you. Go enjoy your day. And Kukuru hates it because she wants, she just wants the money for the aquarium. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Go. The old <laughs> man, Urusan, uh, Urusan was taking care of everything. Yep, like, hey, hey, he's back from work, so we he, we can work. We could abuse him before he goes injured again. Yeah, for real. Uh, but anyway, uh, they get to the beach. We get uh, Kukuru, Fuka, everyone at the beach. And then you see uh, Kai's siblings. Mm-hmm. No, Kai's sister. Kai's sister. And then a boy who's constantly there who actually likes Kai's sister. Uh, I, think she, I, know, I think he's related to someone. I think Karin. 
No, she's not. He's not or, related. Or but, Tsukimi. No, he's not related to anybody in particular. He's just he's a, a boy. Oh, just, okay, so he's just like the friend of the. Of the he's a friend who's uh, uh, basically a constant visitor. He's got a year long pass, and he always comes along. He actually he shares Kukuru's like nature in terms of, you know, of of, of the love of of Aqua, uh, Aqua. Almost, I was gonna say Aqua, but that's not right. You know, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and the little sister well, hates Kukuru. And yes, the little sister hates Kukuru. Um, it's like very Fuku. funny. Like, but, hey, uh, d- hey, uh, Kai, you should marry Fuka instead of Kukuru. Yeah, and we even get a little bit of a little bit of a um, Yuri tease. But you know, it's clear to me that this isn't going to be a Yuri. I think there's definitely going to. I, I think it's just fifty-fifty at this point. <sighs> I don't think so, bro. I think the the, the guys are going to get with the girls in some capacity. We just don't know in, in what way. Um, the episode, though, the meat of the episode truly is the focus on Kuya, which is the the really like down, sulking, fucking uh, adult. Hates, with the, women. Hates working with women. <laughs> Hates working with women. Everything's a drag, all that shit. But we find out why that is. Um, basically, Kukuru is like, oh, we're right here. They end up basically, the barbecue spot is in front of Gama Gama. So they're like, oh, we're already here. Like, I'm just going to take a peek, see how things are going. And as she sees there, she sees uh, Kuya already there talking with her grandfather. And they're basically talking about how Kuya, you know, could get a new job and he didn't almost call back somebody who wanted to hire him. But Kuya doesn't want to get another job. He just wants the the aquarium to stay. And we find out the immense respect that Kuya has for Kukuru's grandfather. We find out from um, I forget the girl. What's the name of the, the, the tourism lady? Not 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 the Udon girl. The other one. Yeah, not Udon. Um, uh, Tsukimi. Is it Tsukimi? Um, blue hair, right? No, the Tsukimi is the is the one from uh, is Udon. Tsukimi is Udon. A uh, Karin. Oh yeah, sorry, Karin. Yes, Karin. So we find out from Karin that she used to be classmates with Kuya, and she tells them the story. She tells the girls the story about how Kuya was a really energetic, popular, really bright and fucking outspoken guy, and he basically gets asked out by the by the the, the head of a Mean Girls like faction, and he says no, like he wasn't interested, so he rejects her. So in retaliation, like this girl fucks his life up, and creates these crazy rumors, so crazy so much that fucking um the cops get involved and so this disenfranchises um Kuya with women and with with life and he becomes a recluse and eventually um when the police do get involved he said fuck it and he quits school and he kind of loses his way he doesn't know what to do until he finds the aquarium and uh Kukuru's grandfather takes him in and we see that you know we see him like develop from being like a shitty worker to a really good worker and um his dependence on Kuya and basically Kukuru's grandfather becomes like a second father figure to Kuya and that's why the, uh, the aquarium means so much to Kuya and why right. Kukuru's grandfather means so much to Kuya so it's a really nice episode and then at the same time that uh that Kar- yeah, Karine is Kuk- telling her yeah Kukuru hears all this and she just gets heartbroken like she thinks that their OG just giving up on wants to sell it like yeah that's it. yeah that, that's the conversation with um with uh with Kukuru I'm sorry with Kuya and uh, and her grandfather yeah, so Kukuru but, starts Sorry, well, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, but I was gonna say, but while this story is happening and Karine's telling the girls Kuya's story, Kuya's, you know, talking to um to to Kai. And by the way, they're all drunk, which is very interesting. They're all like yeah. and they're fucking drinking. But in any case, they're all drunk. And basically he basically tells her he tells him, you know, a similar story, you know, about 
about his circumstance and stuff. And um, it, it basically came with a nice moral story, basically, in terms of, of fighting for, for you know, what you want, I guess, and stuff. So, yeah, um, it was a really, really solid episode. We get the backdrop from Kuya. So, um, yeah, I loved it. Great episode. And by yeah. the way, I love... I absolutely love to me the the ED for Aquatope is the ED of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh this and Vanitas are very close together. <laughs> I have to listen to Vanitas's. I still have not listened to Vanitas's. Loki, um, Duke of Death is also really good. Um but yeah, I mean fucking I could just see like a beautiful concert happening whenever I hear the ED for fucking Aquatope. To me it's it's my fucking ED season. But um yeah, so um, great episode for sure. Um, moving on, let's go. How many do we have left? We have we got two left. Let's go. Let's go with Duke of Death. We'll close with Kageki Shoujo. <laughs> okay, um, Duke of Death. So uh, yeah, another good episode of Duke of Death. Um, basically, the first half focuses on um, on uh, Viola. Viola and Calf. And you see the Walter, I think that's the brother's yeah, name. Yeah, that, that's the brother's name. So basically, it starts off with Walter uh, finding out that Viola's been visiting her brother. And Walter is a dick. He hates his brother because he's the firstborn and he's got this curse and it's preventing him from fucking taking over as the head of the family. Yep. All, that's all he cares about. But Viola, like we said before, genuinely cares about her brother and stuff. So he defends her and then at the same time tells her brother, like, please don't tell mom I'm visiting him because her mom's a bitch. Their mom is a bitch. And so he actually does doesn't tell says that she's going yeah, to- because of his one weakness being number two he's he's fucking bono bono uh bono like the bitty <laughs> yeah so he bitches a lot about being number two and so um you know we get and we get some playfulness between viola and everybody that's there as uh matt said basically he meets cuff and uh cuff is there because she's illiterate and so she's trying to learn how to to, re- to read and write to Zane. To impress Zane, which is cute. And so uh, Viola meets her for the first time, thinks she's a burglar, and attacks her. And we see, like, a kind of cute, etchy moment between them. But it's funny how um, everybody mistake, mistakes them. Like, oh, we'll just come back. You guys are busy, you know, doing Yeah, well she, well, she got her tied up. Yeah. Like, tied up. And, and on top of her. Like, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, for real. That was funny. That, I laughed at that. Um, but, yeah, it was an episode, you know, a, Back, back and forth a little bit with Viola and Rob and whatnot. But the center of the episode basically focuses on uh, Alice and Bochan. And they're playing chess on a cold, stormy night, uh, winter night. And so it's a snowstorm outside. And um, Alice starts reminiscing on the first time that she met Bochan. And we see Bochan at his lowest and his full despair after, the, after he's cursed. Um, he's by himself. All he has is Rob. And Alice comes in and he's like, how dare you bring somebody? I didn't tell you to hire nobody. And he, and we see Bochan is just a complete asshole to fucking Alice. And they tell him, like, oh, you guys have met before. Say, like, I don't fucking know where I would have met her. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And he basically tests her and um, throughout the episode and she does everything she can because Alice, even at this time, still genuinely loves and and cares about um, about Bochan. And eventually he manages to she manages to basically impress him. So and she's there for him, comforts him when he's crying, all of that. And then something clicks with Bochan after he basically says, like, oh, I'm going to die. So he goes out in the middle of a snowstorm and he's resigned himself to death. And Alice saves him. And um, he realizes, like, oh, shit, like there was a girl that I used to, that was my friend. I never saw her oh my god that girl is alice and that's when he realizes that he likes alice and their feelings are reaffirmed and he accepts her and all of that 
So that was a very, very cute, uh, very, very cute, uh, I guess, moment between them. And it was a very cute episode as a whole, like always. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I definitely like the whole backstory and how um, Alice remembers when uh, Bochan saves her, when she when uh, she was done taking care of her aunt, very ill. <clears throat> Basically, like, she was a loner. Then Bochan actually made her, like, genuinely happy, and then she wanted to repay that at the to the very end. Mm-hmm. That's why she decided, like, yeah, I know about your Karis, I know about everything. That's why I want to be here with you. I want to be with you forever type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I chose this, and like she like she she confessed about saying it basically, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way. And I thought it was really sweet and very well done. Yeah, I mean honestly, bro, like if the if the if the couple of the season isn't gonna come from fucking from remake, it's Bochan and Alice. I yeah, no. I'm not watching Vanitas, but uh, I know, I know. I love this stuff in Vanitas, but I would definitely still say Bochan and Alice. Yeah, Bochan and Alice. Unless we get a nice relationship from Kekeki Shoujo at some point, but I don't know. Uh, The way we're looking, probably not. Uh, I will talk about Kekeki Shoujo because this this one I paid attention to, like. I'm so mad, bro. I'm so mad. I know, but at the same time, but at the same time. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I just, you know, I, I felt bad right. for my boy. Uh, Caro, the what, the got the girl Ethan hated. No, I don't really hate her. I, I mean, thought, I, I thought she was the one you didn't like. No, I don't like fucking um, what's her face as sensei. Oh, I talk. I was talking about the students. I thought you didn't like her in terms of students. No, I don't like the other bitch, the one with the the class president. She's a bitch. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. I didn't really oh, like. I didn't like Haro at first, but then we understand the pressure, and especially with this episode, that definitely helps warm you yeah, up. Yeah, she had she had so much pressure into going mm-hmm. this, and you find about her sort of vacation. She went home yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was this, there was this bus stop like, with uh, Suji and Kyle where they met like about what a couple years ago. We we were say, we were like to say year before. Year before, sorry, before she got the academy, and then she was a senior. To... Yeah, she was a senior in high school, trying her best because that she had, she apply. She, this was her final year for the yeah. to get to get to the school. Is not... yeah, she had failed three times, and you know, people that she had trained with had all gotten in, but she hadn't. Don't yeah, know why. And, it's not the and, uh, yeah, and she wanted to be in the co- the Kyoka trope, which is where the mm-hmm. females are play the male roles type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you find out again that her grandma's in the hospital. Uh, you find out more about like the pressure again, like she, the fact that and it shows it shows that family connections don't get you this position, which is good in yeah, reality. Like, like you, well, still, some, yeah, some for else. for some places, yeah, like you still mm-hmm. have to earn it. And then she hears uh, Suji talk talking a little bit, like, "Hey, like your brother's a famous baseball player. Okay, could you give this to him?" It's like, "No, mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with that." Like this. And breaks that girl's heart. Yeah, and good, rightfully so, because that's not mm-hmm. he's not a messenger, he's his own person. Mm-hmm. Uh eventually because of the fact that they were overshadowed by previous family, like they were popular than, the, than them type of thing. They're still trying to find their own identity in terms of what they want to do for the future. Mm-hmm. They bonded over that. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of sweet moments with that. Mm-hmm. But eventually it's like uh Suji, like, do you really want to play baseball? Because he's he was always a bench warmer. Mm-hmm. He's like, why am I wasting my time? Do you ever feel that way? 
and in a very powerful and emotional moment we see and that, Caro, and, and that got her yeah caro breaks down and she's like no i've never felt that way because this is what i want i really want this no one will understand how much i want this and i figured you said, did and but, then she said goodbye um, to him yeah not like you goodbye and you see the fucking fireworks going off and normally with hanabi episodes as i alluded previously they're very happy they advance relationships in this instance this hanabi episode killed this relationship she ran with tears in her eyes and, and, and the, singing she was singing. singing in the previous episode yeah previously in the in in the episode she um was, was running run on singing. the beach and sing and she struggled and in, in this moment of sadness and despair she's running in her fucking sandals in her kimono and she's singing and she's singing beautifully as the fireworks are going off behind her and there's tears streaming down her eyes and she completes the song and it's a beautiful song that's told as well and so um yeah dude she goes to all the extremes she blocks his number um yeah wants she, nothing to do with him and then well, eventually well. she gets in like she eventually gets in that uh she's walking down the street and she sees the tv it's a baseball game mm-hmm. and she sees suji on there and mm-hmm. he's actually playing and, and he then the home run wins she starts night. crying like she yeah. was happy for him yeah and then you find out they they lost the championship game in the first round. Like ah, yeah. but regardless, he still he had that moment and in a beautiful twist at the end. This is basically a daydream, and we find yeah. out what summer was this is a daydream. We return to present life, and we see uh, Sarasa uh, tell her like, oh, like Caro, uh, Caro, look, and then it, it's a it's viral like bust up. It's a viral um, thing. They're like, isn't this your hometown? This is a bus stop. And they said somebody left a letter on the bus stop and it said 2K. I'm still playing baseball. I hope things are going well for you. And then it basically says, please leave it up for the summer. Um, and so they're like, no one knows if it's for a man or a girl or who wrote it, whether it was a boy yeah, or a girl. They, but but Caro it's so romantic. It and Caro knew immediately who it was. It was addressed to her. And Sarasa was like, isn't that so romantic? And Caro, for the first time, smiles. And she said, yeah. Yeah, that is really romantic. And in her head, she's like, you know, um, one day, you know, when I make it big and I'm I'm a top star, um, I'm going to leave you box seats. And then hopefully we can talk about how I used to love you. And I was like, fuck, bro, that was yeah. that was that was a great that was a nice little yeah, talk. This is probably my favorite for the week. So uh, it, I don't think this was my favorite. I think my favorite goes to. Remake. No, honestly, no. Um, Revenges or or Aquatope? Ah, uh, yeah, those are fair. Those are fair. But as well, I like the backstory of Cairo and then Suji, that dynamic. What could have been? Like, they, like, she has thought about it. I don't like, you know, truth be told, I don't like what could have been because I think about that a lot with my relationships, especially because, like, I communicate with some of these girls consistently you know still what you shouldn't do advice you know if that's the road that you end up on don't revisit that but because i'm stupid and i do i always think about the what ifs with you know situations that i'm in and so i don't like looking at at what ifs because it it hits home um but yeah at the same time because it does hit home it it does make it more meaningful and more impactful to me so i totally understand why you thought this would be your yeah this is definitely up to my speed (laughs) yeah 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 for sure for sure all right. Uh, all right. Uh, closing thoughts for the seasonal episodes. 
Um, I can't wait to see Uramichi. I can't wait to see uh, To Your Eternity. Um, I'm looking forward tomorrow to um, to Slime because we're going to get the Walpurgis arc. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm looking forward to everything else that we're going to get with uh, My Villain Academia, with um, with Remake and, and the Love Story and, and everything else, Aquatope, and see how that develops and see what we get from there. So um, a lot of exciting shit, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, we're going to take one more commercial break. We'll give you an anime recommendation, and then we are going to sign off. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. Tadaima! All right, and as Ethan mentioned, we are going to do a Isekai recommendation mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. of you lovely people. Ethan, since you picked it, we'll let you go first. Isekai recommendation. I, I have an obvious one, but I want to see if I can pick a less obvious one. It's just there's so many good isekais. It's very hard to fucking pick a particular one. Right. Um, I'm trying to go through my list really quick to see if I can find a good fucking isekai. You know what? I'm gonna go with my comedy isekai because it's always the best. Konosuba. All I was right. gonna I was gonna go with ReZero, but eh, I don't want to put depression. Let's go with fucking uh, ReZero. You know, honestly, um, one thing as we mentioned last week, uh. Mashoko Tensei, uh, part two of, I'm sorry, core two of season one was announced. So if I'm going to suggest a newer one, um, I would definitely suggest everybody catch up on Mashoko Tensei. It's available on, on Hulu. Um, so you can watch the first half um, and it gets good. Everyone knows at the beginning, it's a little etchy uh, with some sexual portions, but as a whole, um, it's a really good isekai. So if you want to watch one that's current for sure, definitely watch that one. Uh, and again, in the fall season, I believe it's in fall, um, we're going to get uh, core two of season one. So for sure. All right. So that's your recommendation. Mm hmm. All right, um, this one people are already know, and it kind of counts. Uh, Inuyasha. Mm. It, it technically does count in Isekai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's another world, except she didn't die. She just she just come and go as she wishes. Or <laughs> mm. until then. But uh, anyway, everyone knows Inuyasha, Kagome, Naraku, probably one of the better villains in that type of genre. <laughs> uh, Shishomaru. Roku, Sango. Again, a lot a lot of great characters. Um mm-hmm. definitely rushed with the final act, but then again, mm-hmm. that feels like they had to end it. Uh just don't watch uh Yashahime. <laughs> uh, that was a train wreck. It started good. It started good. Mm-hmm. But uh what'd you call it? Uh Yashika is the only one that's Something that could actually feel like an Inuyasha show, just not Toa and Setsuna. Mm-hmm. What was the name? Tora? I think. I don't know. I don't watch Inuyasha, so I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's my uh, recommendation, Inuyasha. Uh, we talked our cake. We ate it too. We are now full of cake. Follow me on Twitter at DamienPhoenix12. Uh, uh, we want to thank W2M Network for having us on their various. Uh, podcasts like Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Uh, we also want to thank Chairshot Radio for having us on there for the iHeartRadio and various. Uh, we can listen to your favorite local podcasts. Uh, even your plugs. 
Yep, you can catch me on my anime Instagram, AI underscore anime24. You can catch me on my podcast, Instagram, podcast.senpai. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at shostoppa24. Catch me on analyst.co at shostoppa249. Um, if you click in the uh the the link uh, link trees inside of any of those bios you'll find links to my other stuff including my other two podcasts the Orlando Tragics podcast shout out to B Ronin available on Spotify Apple Music and on SoundCloud um, shout out to the MMA for Marks podcast available on YouTube um, and then we're now going to switch to audio soon so we're going to see how where we'll upload that stay tuned for that um, and I think that's it. Alright, uh, until next time, arigato, and after ofaku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan!